During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. Hello and welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, June 28th, 2022. I am your host, Amor Sane, and joining me is the rogue one, Gary Weir. How are you doing, Gary? I'm good. How are you, sir? You know what? <clears throat> I got COVID. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, my God. T- I tell, got me, COVID. tell me all about it. How'd you so, get it? I, I, the gamers gave it to me, sadly. The gamers? The gamers gave it to me. I went to a summer game fest. And um, weirdly enough, I was perfectly fine the entire time. Um, Like the Sunday, so we were leaving to come back on the Monday. The Sunday I woke up with like a scratchy throat and I was like, huh, I've got a bit of a scratchy throat. But I I put it down to like all the air conditioning, like intense air conditioning that was like going through me. And a lot of like cold Diet Cokes, which is what we sustain ourselves on while this. I was like, cold drinks always mess me up. I went through the Sunday, perfectly fine. Woke up in the morning um, on Monday, perfectly fine. Monday was the day I was flying out. Um, and I was like, no problems. I had a slight scratchy throat again. Got to the airport, got into the plane, sat in the plane in between two unmasked people. And mm. then and then got back and I was like, my throat is a little more scratchy. It's weird. Got inside, laid down. And then that's when it like really hit me. Like I just got, you know, when you just get the fever and you feel it like wash over you and you're like okay i feel sick now um and like i felt slightly off like i could feel it and i had a pcr test book for the next day so i went and got the pcr test first thing in the morning came back and like got in bed and i was like okay now it's really hitting me hard really hard and it like that's when it like full-on got me what was like the the worst that you felt the worst I felt was like a really, really, really high fever, coupled with like um just intense body like fatigue. I like Oof. I'm quite a tired person as or uh, as usual. Like I struggle with sleep, and I have a lot of like fatigue issues already. Like I've I've been doing like speaking to the doctors about it, getting like sleep tests and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But like this felt like it supercharged that fatigue, um, and like now I'm. St- like I've recovered, I recovered the fever broke within a day, which was, I was very fortunate. I hit it with the classic, like home Pakistani remedies. Like I got like loads of turmeric based products and, and ginger based products. And it really helped. Um, and then obviously I'm boosted and I've got vax, uh, vaxed up as well. So like, I'm, I'm a little bit better in that situation. So the fever passed within a day, the rest of the, like the week was spent, like just very tired, very tired. And then by the end of Friday, I was fine. Saturday, I tested negative, and I have been testing negative since. The problem is, as you can tell, I still have a cough. Yeah. And, it, and it, it's, like, not going away. And my concern is some people are like, yeah, I had COVID last year, and I still have a cough. And, like, there's, like, not a lot of understanding of the lingering symptoms. I've seen yeah, everything. I mean, the long COVID thing is no joke, right? Like some people have never got their sense of taste back, things like that. Like there's some real long, long-term uh, uh, yeah. uh, problems. So like the thing I'm struggling with right now is like I, I have a cough that sounds like a bad cough, but mm-hmm. and it is a bad cough, but I don't have COVID. I just have the cough. And so like I'm unsettling people around me where they're like, right. oh shit, this is scary. Um, and I'm like, no, I'm trust me, I'm fine. It's just this COVID, this cough won't go away. It made. Um, it, I was thinking about this recently. We kind of live in like a movie type reality now. Yeah, like in a movie, someone like does like an innocent cough, and you go, "Oh, they're dead. 
they've got yeah. the plague. Yeah, now, that's got like, the that, plague. That's what it's like. like no one coughs in a movie for no reason, that, right? That now, happened to me. And, and, it's, yeah. and it's the same thing now. Anyone coughs, like, whoa, whoa, whoa what's yeah. going on? That happened to me with, like, I immediately felt that kind of like, oh, this is a different world now. We live in a different world of germs. When I got my first COVID test, the PCR yeah. test. Yeah. When, like, I went and, like, there was a queue of people and I got to the front. I went around a corner and a lady obviously stuck a Q-tip up my nose and really, like, jiggled. This is back yeah. in the day when they thought that they needed to touch your brain with the Q-tip. Right, jam it right up there. Yeah, yeah, so, like, she really got in there and, like, started, like, doing, like, fucking baseball motions in there. Both nostrils. And it obviously, like, it, it like, tickled me. So I came around the corner <laughs> and I could feel, like, the tickle there. And the first thing I did is, like, I turned the corner and I just went, Hurt you! Like, big sneeze. I look up and there is a, just a line of mortified people, like, Oh my god, we're gonna get COVID. Yeah, yeah. And I literally looked up them and I looked at them and I said, She tickled my nose. And then I just like walked off. Oh my god. And people were like so weird about it. But now yeah, every time like I was in the office last week and I am I'm clear to be in the office, like I've I'm fine. But like I would be just be like and people would be like, Oh my god, we're getting COVID. I'm like, No, I I'm clear, like I've got a T test here that says I'm good. But like I, I, it starts sometimes it's like a normal cough, like the one that just happened there. That was a real cough. Sometimes it's one of those ones where I'm like coughing intensely to the point where like I've given myself a headache. So oh my god, it's 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 a bad time. Um, I would recommend, despite what the world looks like around you, if you haven't already been vaccinated and boosted, do that. But also, despite what people tell you, keep wearing your masks, man, because like it's. Is that you can still get it? I was vaxxed, I was boosted, and I got it. Um, and that was purely because other people around me weren't taking it seriously. Like, I in, in Summer Games Fest, I wore my mask as much as possible, um, and I got unlucky as well. And the fact of the matter is, you can get unlucky. I was with people who were absolutely fine, like the entire time. Like, I was with Lucy James, and she hasn't got it, whereas I got unlucky. So, it's still a thing, man. Just be careful about it. You have yeah, a headache, I mean, right, it, 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 it worries me a lot because you know we just got to a point like we've just, we, we, like as a as a people we've just all kind of got bored of it, right? It's like, oh, we're yeah. like yeah, COVID that was last year, right? Like we're kind of bored of wearing masks and like that that was like a cool thing to do for a while, but now like we just want to move on. But like COVID is not fucking moving on; it's still around. No. And no. so I have I haven't heard of a single um, like big event recently that's taken place like in our universe, like Star Wars celebration, PAX. Yeah. Uh, you just said Summer Games Fest. There's COVID cases have been coming out of all of these yeah, uh, get-togethers. So, And the difficult thing is, like, um, the world is trying to move on, and it can be to a lot of people's detriment. Um, you know, people are trying currently talking about, like, Comic-Con and ga- Gamescom, and I'm just like, I don't know about that, man. Like, especially not Gamescom. Gamescom is, like... The the true test of whether COVID is still a thing is if the Gamescom happens and there are no cases. Right. That's where because Gamescom is just a no, petri dish of of, of like horrifying things happening. Like Gamescom is gross on in the best of times. Like uh, and in the COVID world, I'm just like. I mean, oh, I just I've got a, I've got a comic convention coming up um, at the end of August, and I just booked I just booked my hotel for TwitchCon, which I would love to go to. That's in October. Yeah. But I was looking at, yeah, you know, I was, I, my hotel room is fully refundable up until October 3rd. And who knows, you know, as we get yeah. closer to it, you know, you kind of take it day by day. I don't, you can't really commit to anything, but you know, mm. you, you try to plan, but you also know that it could go tits up at any, at any point. Exactly. Yeah. Which, which TwitchCon are you planning to go to? San Diego. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm kind of thinking about that as well. Maybe I'll see you there. The last one I, I, I went to the last one before it all, the hammer came down TwitchCon 2019 and I went there not expecting to have a good time because you know i'm an, i'm a bit older than the typical twitch demographic i was terrified to go in there and feeling like it was going to be like well whose dad are you you know like just feeling like you know very how do you do fellow kids about going to twitchcon yeah. and being surrounded by all these young attractive you know millennial streamers and feeling very out of place but mm. in the end i actually had a great time i loved it and i would highly recommend if you if you're thinking about going you know covid concerns aside like uh, yeah. that you, you should go i think you would really enjoy it yeah, I think I'm going to try and go this year. We'll see how it goes. Maybe I'll come up with an excuse to get work to let me to go. Yeah, we'll do see. a couple of you know, do a, do a couple of panels. You know, it's fun. Yeah, exactly. There's always exactly. lots of fun events and stuff. It's good. I actually really liked it. Yeah, I, maybe I learn, I learn a thing or two as well about streaming while out there. Who knows? 
but yeah. Anyways, today's stories include Persona finally coming to Switch, a surprise launch for the Portal Collection, and some info on the Horizon TV show, as well as much, much more, because this is kind of funny. Games Daily, where each and every weekday at 10am, live right here on twitch.tv forward slash kind of funny games, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com forward slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com forward slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, or listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games Daily. Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code Kind of Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. And to be part of the show, head to patreon.com forward slash kindoffunnygames where bronze members are above, get to write in, and silver members are above, get the show ad-free along with the exclusive daily post show. Housekeeping, I mean, goddamn, one time why can't it be a bad game of sweeping? A new Kind of Funny X-Cast went up over the weekend and it features the one and only Greg Miller. Yes, P.S. I love you's Greg, Greg Miller. Greg Miller on the X-Cast. Cats Never. and dogs living together. <laughs> Mass hysteria. Wild. You can check that out now. Um, the crew talks about As Dusk Falls and mm-hmm. whether it might be one of the best stories of the year. Um, if you want to check that out, you can go to youtube.com forward slash kind of funny games and on podcast services around the globe, obviously. After this, there's going to be an Outriders World Slayer stream um, that's part of uh, a sponsored stream and you'll be able to tune in and hang out with mike greg and bless as they tear apart new enemies in a brand new environment in outriders and um, that'll be live right after kind of funny games daily on twitch.tv for such kind of funny games and you can also check it out on kind of funny plays later thank you to our patreon producers gordon mcguire and fargo brady today we're brought to you by athletic greens but we'll tell you more about that later for now let's begin with what will what is and will forever be the roper report it's time for some news we've got three stories today oh baker's lesson so Roger, I said, jump, jump in the gun there. A yeah, bit. I did. I, it, like I did it, it yesterday Roger. too. It's just like I don't know, man. It's, <laughs> I it's, like it. I'm I just like getting. Roger. I get so excited. You know what I mean? Oh, Roger's excited. So I said three stories, mm. but one of those stories is a recap of Nintendo Direct. <laughs> so it includes a bunch of things within it. So That's good though, because I would like a recap of Nintendo Direct. You can't get okay. me out of bed at six in the morning. So give me, you can give me the update now instead. Okay, we'll start with the big stuff, okay? So the big one, Gary, was um, Nintendo Switch is finally getting Persona 5 Royal with along with Persona 4 Golden and Persona 3 Portable. This comes mm-hmm, from Phil Hall mm-hmm. Show over at GameSpot, the number one video game website on the internet. Persona 5 characters have been hanging around in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate for years now, but if you wanted to actually play Persona 5 on Nintendo Switch, you've been out of luck. That changes this fall when Atlas is releasing a port of Persona 5 Royal on Nintendo's console hybrid, two years after its initial release, and it's just one of three Persona games coming to Switch. In addition to Persona 5 Royal, the Direct revealed that two more Persona games are destined for the Switch, Persona 4 Golden and Persona 3 Portable. Though both Persona 4 Golden and Persona 3 Portable were available on PlayStation Vita, the latter by way of backwards compatible PSP version, they never made it to any of Nintendo's consoles, handheld or otherwise. Persona 5 Royal's release date, which is October, is, is October 21st. Um, that's also the date Persona 5 is set to launch on Xbox Game Pass. Nintendo did not offer a release date for Persona 4 Golden or Persona 3 Portable for Switch. It only said they were coming soon. <laughs> Gary, <coughs> how do you feel about Persona 4, Persona 5, and Persona 3 coming to the Switch finally? Well, I, um, I'm a big, big fan of Persona 5. It was, my, it was my favorite game. Whatever year it was that I first played it, it was, it was my favorite game of that year. I absolutely loved it. And I had never played a Persona game before. It was my first um entry into the persona universe and i absolutely I had 100 plus hours in that game absolutely loved every minute i loved the characters loved the world loved the vibe loved the storytelling loved the music of course who can forget the music just such a such a great i loved every minute that i spent with that game and i haven't played royal yet i did pick it up there was a there was a special on it for playstation recently but i think what i'm gonna i'm gonna now that it's coming to xbox that'll probably be my platform of choice, but I'm just thrilled. You know, it's one of these things where like, Persona is such a great game, right? Persona 5 mm-hmm. in particular, it's such a great game um, that you kind of want everyone to have the opportunity to, to experience how great it is. And But it's always seemed like 
for some reason, the, the I guess the, the the general sentiment, the vibe has always been it's just it's just now it's just going to be stuck on PlayStation forever. Like other other platforms are never going to get a look in. But then very quickly, all at once, suddenly the floodgates opened. Right, the Xbox announcement came uh, during the Xbox showcase just recently, and now here comes the Nintendo version as well. So finally, everybody. Yeah. Um, is going to be, able, and, and of course, it's it, it coming to PC as well. So everyone's going to be able to get their hands on Persona Five. And of course, if you've never played Persona Five, certainly now that it's coming in the form of the Royal, which is even better than you know basic yeah. Persona Five, play that game. It's so so good. Couldn't yeah. I can't recommend it highly enough. Royal is fantastic. The only tricky part with Royal is you basically have to play the entire game again to get to the new content, and you also have to make sure that you hit a certain uh there's certain requirements to make sure you activate the new semester which is interesting oh um, but but like it's i well will probably employ it. a guide to make sure that i get all of that right it's yeah you should read a guide to make sure that you get it but it's generally like you just have to spend time with certain people to max out their social listen links. i did that on the first playthrough i yeah. i found i when well, you know you know the parts of percent of five where you have to like take the exams and get the questions right I looked all those answers up. I didn't want to fuck around. There's no shame in that, right? <laughs> no, no. But this is like I hundred percent. I recently played through majority of Royal, um, and and it was like a fun replay experience. I'm on, that was that was my like fourth playthrough, um, and I got to the new stuff. And sadly, I haven't finished the new stuff. But everything that I've played of it so far is very good. Do you have any interest in playing four or three now? I've been on the fence about that because I've looked at because because each Persona game is a very it's like a different cast of characters and a different aesthetic right it's like Final Fantasy mm -hmm. they kind of it's a, they kind of reboot it every time I, I I I've looked a little bit at, at P3 and P4 and I don't know I I love these games but there's just something about the very very specific aesthetic and music and style and I just love all those characters the Phantom Thieves I can't get enough of them I want that so here's the thing you know how they kind of reboot it every time if the yeah. if and when they do Persona 6 I kind of don't want them to do a whole I just want them to do like Persona 5 too do you know what I mean I would just yeah. prefer I just stick with what I already know that I love interesting did you play Strikers I did and I liked that too okay cool so you're just firmly in on the Persona I'm 5 a, a, universe all in on the Phantom Thieves I can't get enough <laughs> of it so and when you say the only problem with you know Royal is you got to play through it all again to get the bonus content, I for me it's been so it's been long enough uh, since I played through Persona Five the first time around that you know sometimes it, you know it's it's not a chore at all. I, I I'm going to consider that a delight to play through yeah. Persona Five all over again. I used, I used, I used, I've said this a million times, but like my favorite games are the games where I feel like it's not a game that I play, but it's a place where I go. Like when yeah. I play Mass Effect, I feel like I'm just going to that universe and living in that universe. When I play GTA, I feel like I'm going, I'm, I'm in Los Santos and I'm just living, existing in yeah. that space. And when I play Persona 5, I just loved hanging out at the coffee shop and being in that world and hanging out at the school with my, with my friends. And just, it was just a cool place to be. And I just love that. That game just exudes yeah. coolness. It's just so effortlessly cool. I just I love it. As someone who's played all of them, the interesting thing for me is I feel like Persona 5 of all the games is more of a sit-down experience for me. Like, I want to sit down mm. at a big TV with a I good agree. pair of headphones and, like, almost, like, have a cinematic experience with it. Yes, However, more. Persona 3 and 4, I feel like, are way better as portable bite-sized experiences. Mm -hmm. I think 3 especially is amazing because it's... It is a regression from where we are now. It's got a procedurally generated kind of very, it's got one aesthetic and it uses like a procedurally generated um, dungeon that you go through over and over and over again. So it feels more like a roguelike in that fashion. But narratively, it's very, very interesting. It's a murder mystery. Um, and, and the vibe is a little more like hip hop focused, which okay. I think, I think if you were to play one, um, <clears throat> I think four's got a very strong cast. So for me, my recommendation to you, if you were thinking about it, is if you want something that's like a portable dip in, dip out style kind of experience, then threes on Switch is good. But if you want a cast to get behind again, four is a good next step. Yeah, from I've, the I've had P4G piece. on on Steam for ages now. I've just got to get around to it. But I think my next, the next time I go back to Persona, I think will be Royal, most likely on on Xbox. Do you? Let me ask you this: Do you think there's any concern, knowing what we know about Persona Five, the kind of game it is? Do you think there's any concern about performance on Switch? Uh, hmm. I think that you can... I think the Switch is capable of 
um, being absolutely fine with it. I don't think it's going to run super high resolution. I think it doesn't really need to. The, that game's style carries it so far that it's like sharpness and fidelity doesn't need to be super high, if you know what I mean. Um, I, I, I think like running that game in like 720p in a portable fashion, yeah. this Switch should be very, very I think you'll be right. It, it, it's, it's just something I've started to become a little bit more aware of recently i mean pre previously I, I you know i famously kind of like would argue with tim and tim was saying oh we need a we need a switch pro a switch 4k or whatever it's like yeah. no it's fine you know it's good enough it, it, you know it, it does the job but like when, the thing that really turned it around for me was when fall guys came out on switch recently and it's really the performance is really poor oh, no. on switch yeah. and like you don't you don't necessarily think it's like fall guys is like a game that is like pushing system requirements but like it's 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 really framey and just kind of yeah. janky on switch maybe they'll patch it but it's not in great shape and i'm starting to feel like maybe we are now just in a, in a broader context getting yeah. to the point where the switch is starting to fall behind a little bit on some of these games in terms of mm. performance i think what the persona 5 specifically has going for it is like they did release a ps3 version of that game and it was perfectly fine so um obviously that was the vanilla version of the game right, i believe right. i don't know if they did royal for that which is extra content but i didn't know persona I, 5 went all the way back to the ps3 that's interesting yeah yeah it's, it's one of those ones that kind of snuck out um i mean they always made a big deal about it being there but like over time they focused more on playstation 4 um but yeah i think that game's locked at 30 anyway um so right. it should be fine it's more of a content size thing that's going to be interesting because that game is massive it's a good 150 hours minimum um yeah well so the, and, and, the, compression. and the problem there tan this is the only thing i don't like about persona 5 and the only thing that i'm dreading a little bit about going back to it is i don't like i forget the name of it now what do they call it but that subway dungeon that you have to oh, grind Momentos. over and over yeah yeah I mean, I, I, I know that, I, I wish I'd find a way around this. It was Yakuza Like a Dragon, which is my favorite game of, of, of last year, does the same thing. Like there are these there are these repeatable dungeons that you just have to keep, keep hitting up in order to grind and level up in order to be able to do the final, you know, the final story dungeons. Mm. And I wish RPGs could find a way around that where they don't force you to just relentlessly repeat dungeons to grind up to the level required. But Persona, I noticed that but two of my favorite JRPGs of recent years, and I'm not an expert in JRPGs at all, but I noticed that both that like a dragon and persona five both have these endlessly repeatable dungeons that you have to grind over and over and over in order to get like fully you know boosted up to the to the level you need to be to, to complete the game yeah i think mementos is largely the same in in royal but i think they've tweaked the battles so it's a little zippier and you can use like um exploitations of like uh elemental and, and, and alignment stuff to make it a little smoother um and you also have like these extra moves and that kind of stuff special moves that make things battles like way way easier to just wipe, wipe groups of enemies right um so there are some there's definitely like a few and i think there's like some stuff within mementos that makes it easier for you to get around um which is nice yeah it's my least um, favorite part of the game but i mean that, that that's the only criticism i really have of, of persona 5 i loved every I pretty much loved every minute I spent in that game. And again, just that, like, I still listen to the music in my car all the time. What a soundtrack. It's incredible, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to, I'm excited that people will be able to check, more people will be check, able to check that game out on Switch soon. Another game that more people will be able to check out on Switch, Gary, is Near mm. Automata, or Near Automata, uh, depending on how you pronounce it, which is coming to Switch this fall with all new content, new costumes. This comes from the number two video game website in the world, Gamespot.com, Phil Hornshaw and Gabe Gerwin. Uh, Neo Automata is coming to Nintendo Switch more than five years after it launched on PlayStation 4. With it, Switch players will finally be able to experience one of the biggest surprise hits of the last decade and one that had a profound impact on some of its players. Nintendo made the announcement during its June Direct Mini Showcase where it provided a few details about what players can expect from the Switch version. The end of Yoha edition includes all previously released content for the game, including DLC and costumes. The Switch version also has an exclusive costume of its own, which will be available at launch. Near Automata releases for Switch on October 6th. Gary, Near Automata, play the original? Interested in this? Well, I, actually, I want to ask you what you think. Do you think I should play? This is a question I've asked other people before. And mm -hmm. actually, I asked I, I asked exactly the wrong people. The last time I asked this question, I believe I was on, on a, either this show or another show with Greg and Blessing. And mm -hmm. I said to them, do you think I should play near Automata? And they, as it turns out, they're both very like, Blessing was like 100% yes. And Greg was like, God, no. Like, they're really split on it. And so I didn't know what, I didn't know, like, who, like obviously, if it's between huh. Greg and Blessing, I'll always go with Blessing. But mm -hmm. it was interesting that they were very, very polarized on it. I want to it, ask you, 2B seems like a cool character. Um, it seems like an interesting world. Like, it intrigues mm -hmm. me. Would I actually enjoy it, though? 
I think so it depends on I think that what I would do is recommend you play it because it does some really fascinating things with the medium. Um fundamentally baseline it's a character action game and I would say playing it wasn't the 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 most uh, exciting part of it for me. I found I'm not uh, as up on near automata as most people are like in terms of the gameplay. Um it's got a really interesting system to it, but it just didn't quite work for me. However, narrative and characterization and what it's doing with the medium to kind of subvert what you expect and it's messing with gameplay styles. I think it's an incredibly fascinating game. Like it's really it's one of those things where you owe it to yourself to be educated on what it tried to do. Um, regardless of whether it lands for you. For some people, it lands. Yeah, I should like at least incredible. try it. Like, so when you talk it's, about narrative and the world is good, that's that like that kind of stuff is yeah. always big for the, me. The but, tricky I mean, but like, thing, the tricky thing with it is it's one of those games where it's an onion. Like the first layer of it is seems very normal. Like it, uh-huh. and you're like you you'll probably play through the game and complete it and then be like, I don't I don't get it. The thing about that game is it is designed from found from the foundation to be replayed multiple times okay. and not not in a sense that oh when you replay it the second time you get you know more powerful no there's it knows that you're restarting the game and it and it basically provides brand new it's like rush Omon, basically there's all kinds of different endings right you yeah get, there's get. loads of endings like when you replay the game you get different perspectives there's ways to do like um you know runs of the game that last like half an hour um, and oh, wow. the, I, the idea is to try and aim to get all of these different endings, different paths, because then it gives you the whole picture of everything that happens in the story. And every time you replay the game, it's a little bit quicker. You'll get to the end point a little bit faster. Um, the first playthrough is the longest, but then everything else is the shortest. But you are sometimes retreading old ground. But like first time you do it you're like okay second time you do it you're like this is similar but things are different and then the third time it's like drastically different in each okay point that's on interesting there, you're like, it's really fascinating because it also it maintains awareness of what you know at the time that you're replaying it so it's kind of like keeping an eye on you to know that this is in this third playthrough so they have the context for these things so narratively they introduce another thing that recontextualizes what happens before it's like really fascinating and it switches between being a character action game and and then suddenly being like a shmup and the whole kind of like thematic and narrative part of it is you know i don't want to uh, kind of like um spoil it but like it's got a lot to do with like sentience and that kind of stuff is a really fascinating world and at the very least it will give you an appreciation for yokotaro um and because he's like i i hate to use the word auteur but like he clearly had a vision for the game right and he clearly had a kind of understanding and he's always had this kind of like understanding of this world between near the original one and drakengard which is like a spin-off um near is a spin-off of um <laughs> and it's like it's worth also another game that has an absolutely incredible soundtrack like one of the oh, cool. best like it's i finished that game and i was like i don't really i'm not super into this but i think this might be one of the greatest video game soundtracks ever created Ooh, okay like, oh, you're selling me now these are all the things i like it's phenomenal like the soundtrack alone is worth you can listen to the soundtrack with no context for the game and just be like this is incredible musical composition like this is amazing okay. maybe i'll um, listen to some of that later and get a, get yeah, a vibe for it's, it it's 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 good um i'm pretty sure the, i have it on playstation 4 the playstation 4 version maybe i'll just like the, you know what you know what i like about this because i was thinking about this is a good game to play on stream because one of the things i really like about streaming like older games yeah where people in your chat like have probably there's bound to be someone there that's already played through or whatever whatever is that like when you get stuck there's always someone in the chat that can like give you a tip or whatever or you know yeah. like, like, like i i really enjoy playing um old sometimes even if it's like a newer game like the people in your chat have like already finished it like super yeah. fast or whatever but when you're coming back to like a classic game it's like one of the things i like about streaming games with it with an audience is that it's like having your own kind of live interactive helpline like people there's always someone in the chat that will like yeah you know go you know you've got to go left to get the thing or whatever i love that I think I think that's a great way to play it, especially because there's a reverence for that game where most people who watch another person play um, near Automata, they like they have a unspoken rule where the goal is to preserve the experience for the streamer, and it's mm. the only kind of thing. The only other time I've seen it is happen is with the Outer Wilds, 
where everyone who watches out a wild stream has like agreed to ensure that they don't spoil the experience for anyone. That oh yeah, me. and it's like it's a beautiful thing. You got to like, have strict rules about no spoiling. When I, you I, yeah, I I didn't even enforce it for for Outer Wilds. People have just such a love of that narrative that they understand right. what it means, and I think it's the same for Near Automata, where people are more likely to just nudge you in a direction as opposed to tell you what is happening and what to do because it's one of those things where it's like open to interpretation as well in a lot mm -hmm. of ways. So. I highly recommend yeah playing it um on stream if you can. Um I 100% recommend checking it out especially for someone who like writes narratives and 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 like it works with yeah. the medium like you'll have a it, it will be it will definitely like open a door in your mind to be like huh, this is an interesting way to think about it and it might kind of like in, uh, impact your work in a lot of ways as well. Okay, good. Um, yeah, I think I think you I think you finally convinced me to give it a try. Awesome. Uh, another game that you can give a try if you want to is the Portal Collection, which is launching today on Nintendo Switch. This comes from number three video game website in the world, Gamespot.com, written by Eddie McCooch and Jessica Howard. Announced as part of June 28th's Nintendo Direct Mini, that's today, the Portal Companion Collection is coming to Nintendo Switch today. The announcement was one of the show's final big surprises to wrap things up. Portal and Portal 2 were announced for Switch back in February. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The Switch version will include local, online, and split-screen cooperative play. The Portal Companion Collection costs $20 on Switch. Any interest in going back to Portal? Maybe. I mean, so it's it basically, it's just, it's, it's just one and two, right? That's the collection, yeah. the two games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, look, if you've, if you've got a Nintendo Switch and you've never played a Portal game, this will be the best $20 you've ever spent in your life. Oh, right? yeah, especially for two co-op. Oh, I mean, just the whole thing. I mean, I mean, Portal, Portal alone. I mean, I, I, I go, I go back. You know, I still stand by this. To, to me, the orange box is probably the best thing that's ever been released. Oh yeah. Like, think about what you got back then. Half Life, you know, um, Half Life Two Episode uh, One, mm -hmm. uh, Team Fortress Two, and the and Portal, off. just absolute bangers. And, you know, the original Portal is still a classic. Portal 2 probably, I think, one of the best sequels ever made. Like, they somehow found a way to take it to the next level. Like you said, that co-op mode, um, just absolutely brilliant. Two, two of the greatest games of all time for 20 bucks. Yeah. No-brainer. Yeah. The, the Orange Box was amazing. I, for some reason in my mind, I got, got it in my head that Counter-Strike was part of that, but it wasn't. Um, no, I just, it was just, I just it was, remember. It was, was Half-Life 2 Episode 1, yeah. Team Fortress 2, two and, and, uh, and, Portal. and Portal. Yeah. yeah. TF2 was amazing as well. Like, that was the... F oh, God. Playing that on PC. Oh, my God. Many, many happy memories of playing TF2 back <clears> in the day. So good. The the console versions, though, were an absolute catastrophe. I know. <laughs> like, that, that, I mean, that was... I mean, Valve, obviously, is a PC company yeah. but they really did let those playstation and xbox versions oh, they just yeah. sent them out to die they just did not it was about them. it was so bad that it like made you question whether valve even knew what servers were because it was like right. so bad I was it like, was oh, bad it, it was, was bad. bad i remember but, like i remember when i was a kid that was my first and only version of the t of tf2 that i ever played and for years i played it and i loved it and then i found the pc version i was like wait wait wh why isn't half the things of this in the xbox version it was like a completely yeah, different they, game it blew my they mind just did not they just did not care to support yeah. those console versions at all it no. was a real shame and funnily enough they are actively like they released an update for tf2 a week ago or a week or so ago so like they are actively still working on it's TF2. still good they're, they're having some I mean, really recently they've been having some problems with um tf2 recently with bots and rebecca valentine yeah. was was writing about this recently How the team fortress 2 community is not happy with this proliferation of bots there's there's there's, there's big um bot infestations on tf2 right now um I don't know. Valve makes so much money on Steam that they don't really need to do anything else. But I kind of wish they would move the ball forward. Like, give us, give us the next Orange Box. Give us Team Fortress yeah. Three. Give us Portal Three. Come on. Let's, yeah. Let's... Do they? Do they have like? Hmm, I mean, they've got what would be in a new Orange Box. Like, they've got. They don't have a big single player, uh, kind of experience. Like, it would be uh, Half Life Alex, right? Well, um, I mean, you're not gonna, you know, I, I think half, I don't think Half Life 3. I mean, I would take Half Life 2 episode two. Don't forget episode one yeah, ended on was, a cliffhanger. Yeah. And we never, and we never got any resolution to it. I would take the, the next, you call it the purple box, whatever you want to call it. I would take Half Life 2 episode two, Team Fortress 3, and Portal 3. What a, yeah. what a package. I guess they could chuck Dota in there. They're, that's their thing right i mean at this um, point these games are now so but you have to remember at the time that they did portal 
and Team Fortress 2. These were kind of like experimental games, right? Nobody knew for sure if Portal was going to hit, and then it did. Now, obviously, if if there were a Portal 3, it would, like, much like Portal 2, it would just be its own standalone game. Um, And just... My God, how... I want, I want those things. Yeah, and just because I know everyone in chat is going to be freaking out, Gary did mean episode two. I'm sure he knows. Relax, everyone, chill. We got. Oh, what did I say? Two. You said episode one. Oh, that's ep- I, I, I'm saying episode one what was what ships with the orange box. I'm saying I yeah, want episode, episode two. Episode two happened. Episode yeah, it, it was on the orange box too. As well. Oh no, that's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Episode three is the one you're probably episode three, or just again. I mean, Half Life three. Obviously, it's beyond a joke at this point, right? But yeah. We want it. Somebody, somebody we, put up a YouTube it. video recently of uh, kind of a Half-Life 3, like an amateur tech demo done in Unreal Engine 5. Yeah. My God, did it look good. It looks good. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, the and there's, could do. there was that leak of all the concept art for Half-Life 3, remember? Um, in that icy area. Um, like, I think, I think, I can't remember what it was called borealis or something like that uh, i can't remember years ago but there was a lot of like leaks there was a period where half-life 3 artwork was leaking leaking and it showed like alex and and gordon in a bunch of like snowy areas and we got we got alex the game we got is, alex obviously very restricted to people with um high-end vr headsets yeah i mean hi it works on um uh quest oculus yeah. quest too, well, the, not but not by itself. You still got not to plug by it into a You've PC. You've got to plug yeah. it into a PC, yeah. So yeah. Well, um, you can do the Rift Link thing. But I would love yeah. to see it come to uh, PSVR two. I, 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 it has to. Surely it has to. Like yeah. I'm sure Valve are uh, like content with how it's performed. But I imagine it's only a matter of time before they're like, oh, it's t- it's continue. too good a game to be to be restricted to such a narrow audience. You know, people yeah. with those headsets. For sure. All right, we're going to move on. We're going to speed through a few more uh, stories from Nintendo Direct. Mario Rabbids Sparks of Hope releasing uh, October 20th. This comes from number four video game website in the world. Best video game website in GameSpot. Jessica Howard writes, the newest entry in the Mario Plus Rabbids series, Mario Plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope, is set to release October 20th. The release date first leaked with a store listing, but has been confirmed in the latest Nintendo Direct Mini. In addition to the release date, Ubisoft had also indicated that there will be a gold edition of the game. This edition will come with a season pass giving players access to future characters, quests, and battles, as well as the Galactic Prestige Pack, which is a cosmetic kit containing weapons and character skins. Um, Are you excited about another Mario Rabbids game? No, I've never been able to get in. I tried. I bought the first one. I couldn't get into it. I've never been able to get into these XCOM style. Hmm. Okay, you move two spaces over to this box and uh, behind this door and wait. I'll go over here and hide behind this thing. And like, I, there's something about it that's never quite clicked with me. I mean, it seems like they've been quite popular. They're, those games are just not my cup of tea. And right. honestly, I've never got past the idea of Mario and the rabbits. Like Mario is the number one S tier video game icon of all time. What the fuck is he doing slumming <laughs> it with these stupid fucking rabbits? It's Have like Kendrick played? Lamar doing a collab with me. Like, why would he come down to my fucking I would, level? I would pay to see why that. Would, why you... would he do that? Have you played, Why would he do that? Have you played that first one? Which one? The Rabbids the, game? The original Rabbids game, yeah. Yeah, like I said, I I, I bought it yeah. and I, I couldn't get okay. it. I tried it. I couldn't get into, yeah, yeah. The, to the, into, into the style. I think, it I just think seems so weird. Like, why did Nintendo agree to that? I would have hung... I, if you, when Ubisoft called and said, hey, Rabbids, I would have just fucking hung up on them. Yeah, I think the fun thing about it is they kind of lean into it a little bit as it goes on where they're like... The, the Mario part of the universe is clearly very uncomfortable with the Rabbids part of the universe. And the fact that the Rabbids are like shoving themselves into Mario's worlds is like a, a little gag that they de- do use. But I can understand why, because there's only so much of the Rabbids. I can, like the Rabbids are filed in the exact same category as the Minions, where it's like, it's not funny. Please stop. It's like annoying to me. Um, but the new game seems interesting. For me, the interesting thing is like, I wonder if it's missed this moment. Like I, I feel like there was such a lot of goodwill around the original Rabbids game, and people were excited for more. But then it's been so long that I, I was excited for it. I remember being excited for it when they first announced it, and then when I saw it on the, the direct, I felt nothing, and I was like, "Huh." I kind of like not excited as I as I thought it I would be. Does that? It could it could it mean like others no, are I in a similar I mean, position? Like, I, I mean, clearly the games ha- have an audience, right? They're, they're, otherwise, they wouldn't be doing a sequel. The previous games have done well enough that they're going to continue uh, doing them. And you know, fair play. You know, not not everyone has to be 
uh, for me or for you. There's, there are people that enjoy mm. these games, and it's you know it's it, it's a different type of game. It's something a bit different. It's nice it, it, in in a positive way. It's good to see you know Mario. You know, I always like when Mario shows up in different kinds of games. You know, yeah. and I think that's fun. I just I just don't understand the rabbits connection. Like Mario and Sonic teaming up, I kind of get because Sonic yeah. is at least in the same kind of stratospheric. He's not Mario. He'll never be Mario, but at least he's in the same. Yeah, kind of area, the same, roughly the same level. But like, can you imagine if Mario like did a team up with like Crash Bandicoot? You'd be like, my man, Mario fell off. What the fuck? Is yeah, what's going on? Hanging out yeah. with Crash Bandicoot, and that's how yeah. I feel about the rabbits. Why is Mario hanging out around with Gex? Yeah, like, what the fuck? Um, fucking, like Mario and Bubsy team up. Like, what the fuck <laughs> is that? Mario got uh, desperate. He must have bills to pay. I kind of want that, honestly. Mario going through a messy divorce. You know. Yep. That's, uh, he's got to slum it every now and the then. Yeah. yeah, he's got to pay Mario the bills. Mario basically like, turns into the video game Nick yeah. Cage. I'll just fucking exactly. do anything as long as the check clears. <laughs> exactly. He's like, yeah. As they pay me, I'll appear. I've got a kingdom to try and save, but I've also got many um, unclaimed kids to look after. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, Mario Rabbids releasing October twentieth. Another game coming to the Switch announced is Mega Man. Battle Network Legacy Collection, um, written by Don Darren Bontheus, GameSpot number five video game website in the world. Capcom has announced Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection, a compilation of 10 classic games that will be released in 2023 on Switch, PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X and S, and Xbox One. Originally available on the Game Boy Advance console, the first game in the series were released in back in 20, 2001. The full list of games includes Mega Man Battle Network, Battle Network 2, Battle Network 3 White, Battle Network 3 Blue. Battle Network 4 Red Sun, Battle Network 4 Blue Moon, Battle Network 5 Team Proto Man, Battle Network 5 Team Colonel, Battle Network 6 Cyber Beast Gregor, and Battle Network 6 Cyber Beast Falzar. So a lot of those games are coming out. Um, similar to other retro compilations such as Capcom Fine Collection and Capcom Arcade Stadium, Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection will have a gallery that consists of over a thousand illustrations and more than 150 songs from across the series to explore. The full collection will also be made available as separate digital volumes. Mega Man Battle Legacy Network, uh, Battle Network Legacy Volume One and volume two as well as ps4 and physical switch editions if you're not familiar with this series um battle network is set in a near future world where the internet has evolved into a network society people carry uh, pets with them and their mobile devices equipped with sentient programs called net navvies which they use to explore a network that has fallen prey to a new form of cybercrime um, as Lan Hikari and his netnav megaman.exe, players will have to solve cases and crimes in this digital landscape. Um, it's got high resolution, a filter to remove the jaggy Game Boy Advance edges from the game, and it will be a smoother visual experience. These games are beloved. Um, the Battle Network Mega Man games. Um, there's a hell of a lot of them. You can tell at some point they started adopting the Pokemon dual release style thing. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, again, another game series that I think a lot of people are going to dig because the Battle Network games are generally quite good. Um, you got any familiarity with them? Are you no, I had a, I had a weird, really weird reaction to this uh, today because I again I I didn't see the the direct in real time because I uh, you know slept in. But and I woke up and started scrolling through the tweets. Oh yeah, Portal, that's cool. You know, Persona, awesome, near. You know, all these games are coming to the Switch. And then the, the very first thing I saw was a tweet from Patrick Klepek saying, "Oh, Mega Man collection, whatever. Mm -hmm. This is great. I finally get to check out these games." I'm like, "How the fuck has Klepek never played a Mega Man game?" But then I realized it's not like the core Mega Man. It's just the yeah. Battle Network, which I had never heard of. I, I didn't even know. I've never heard of. The, I, I'm very familiar with with Mega Man, obviously. Mm -hmm. Never heard of Mega Man Battle Network. Yeah, they they are they were contained into on basically like portable platforms for a while. They have a little more of an anime vibe to them, um, but they are generally quite good. They are like they have this like isometric angle as well, which kind of it, they look very non traditional from a Mega Man perspective. Okay, um, they don't certainly don't play uh, exactly like you expect a Mega Man game to play, like side scrolling. They are uh, they're a little more like tile based almost. Um, and they're like strategy based as well. Way more involved experiences, but they're fun. 
they're worth checking out at least one. Um, they have a good vibe to them, a kind of like youthful energy and exuberance to them that that is like important for Mega Man. Um, and like, yeah, the Battle Network collection, I'm sure, is going to go down a treat for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that's going to go down a treat is Return to Monkey Island, which is headed to Nintendo yes. Switch first on consoles. Um, the long-awaited, this is written by Phil Hornshaw at GameSpot, um, the long-awaited Return of Monkey Island series, Return to Monkey Island, is officially coming to Nintendo Switch. In fact, it's first the first place you're going to find the point-and-click adventure games on consoles, according to Nintendo Direct. Um, Return to Monkey Island series creator Ron Gilbert back to write and direct um, the game, which continues the story that began in the 1990s adventure games, The Secret of Monkey Island and Monkey Island to LeChuck's Revenge. It was announced in April. Um, no release date for it yet. Um, the trailer that they released includes Guybrush Threepwood giving an account of the exploits in the story so far. Not much known about it other than the, who's working on it. Um, Gilbert is joined uh, in, in designing the game by Dave Grossman, who led the design on The Secret of Monkey Island and is um, and the art director is Rex Crowell uh, of Knights and Bikes and Tearaway fame. And the trailers have already revealed a papercraft-esque art style to the game. Um, yeah, uh, and there's also a website for it as well now. It's exciting. Um, Monkey Island, Return to Monkey Island continues to be a thing, um, which I'm surprised to see. Yeah, su- uh, you know, it's super exciting to see, especially for us old school gamers who, you know, remember the the originals. And they really, they, it really does seem like they're bringing this back in the right way. Like the original core creative team, like you said, Ron Gilbert, Dave Grossman, um, uh, the original voice of Guy Brush is 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 there like you know mm-hmm. I, I i turned on that but by the way go to the website i don't know if you've done this yet sam but go to the website because the website actually functions like a little miniature monkey oh. island point and click adventure it's where That's you get awesome. to do the dialogue choices and move the point and click around the screen and stuff it's really really well done and it plays the music as well as soon like I, I watched the trailer as soon as i heard the music again talk about music and the importance of it in video games mm-hmm. as soon as i heard that monkey island theme I was like transported back <laughs> to the nineties. And the only thing that I thought I, I found slightly interesting about it was when they talk about how this game continues on the story from monkey Island one and two, there was a mm. monkey Island three, but yeah, is that considered they... like the black sheep of the family or something? Like they're guess... not acknowledging that. Yeah. I guess that. And is that the telltale one? No, tell us. No, the, there was a telltale no, series did. as well. Yeah, yeah. I guess but, those two aren't counted in the canon. Yeah, I don't know if for some reason they're kind of like, like, uh, yeah, forget that one ever existed or something. But mm. yeah, obviously one and two, you know, uh, LeChuck's Revenge, those were considered the the classics. And yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I, yeah I'm just really, really glad Monkey Island's coming back. Like, what's not to like? What is not to like? Um, we're gonna, we've got a few more stories to read, but before we do that, we're going to give you a hit of ads remember you can go to patreon.com forward slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free if you haven't done that you're about to get some ads in your face this podcast is brought to you by something tim literally uses every day ag1 tim's birthday is june 30th and he decided to give himself the gift of taking care of his body with ag1 with one delicious scoop of ag1 you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food source superfoods probiotics and adaptogens to help start your day right this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health your nervous system your immune system your energy recovery focus and aging all the things tim mixes ag1 with his water loves the taste and says he's feeling better than ever athletic greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews and athletic greens is a climate neutral certified company right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day that's it no need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash kind of funny again that's athleticgreens.com slash kind of funny to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance we got two stories left the first one comes from tom ivan at vgc who writes the crew for sony's horizon 2074 tv show includes the boys and the expanse talent first details about the crew working on sony's upcoming horizon tv adaptation has been revealed as spotted by jeff grubb uh you may know him from giantbomb.com 
Uh, a list of crew members attached to the project was posted on the Directors Guild of Canada, Ontario's website. The list contains 27 names, including the first assistant director, Jack Boehm, of The Boys, Resident Evil, uh, Welcome to Raccoon City, and art director, Michelle Brady, The Expanse and Saw 2. Sony announced in May that it was working on a TV adaptation of Horizon, which will stream on Netflix. Grubbs subsequently claimed that the show was called Horizon 2074, and it will take place across two timelines. The PlayStation games 2017's uh, Horizon Zero Dawn and 2021's Horizon Forbidden West are set some 1,000 years after the fall of mankind. The show is pitched right now is called Horizon 2074, and it will split its time between the timeline you see in the games and the timeline of when things begin to fail, fall, Grub claimed in a recent Giant Bomb video show. That is the morning mess. Um, <clears throat> a daily news show, much like this one. Uh, the idea is that it's this is not a reboot or a remake or some sort of reimagining of the game storyline. It will take place parallel and sort of explain other elements that happened in the game. I feel like that's the right approach for a Horizon TV series. How do you feel about it? Yeah, well, see, I'm open-minded about it. Um, I think there's there's plenty of good material there to to make an interesting story. Um, I, you know, obviously the way that the game does it is, you know, it's all set in the far future and what happened back in the past is like, that's really kind of the revelatory stuff when you get to the, to the, to the bottom. I always thought it was interesting. Like you're running around this one. It's like, wait, so this is like, a, there's all this technology, but it's also, also feels kind of prehistoric, like what happened to this world. And then, you know, towards, as you get towards the end, you do start to understand like how the world ended up the way that it did. And I thought, you know, it's interesting. Like, it wasn't my favorite story of the last, you know, 10 years or whatever, but I thought mm. it was pretty good Leah. I, I mostly watched my wife Leah play through it and she she enjoyed it a lot mm. um and I think yeah this 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 is an interesting approach as well because the thing is right at this point like the cat's out of the bag right in terms of that reveal like in terms of what happened to the world that's already been that that's already been revealed to millions of gamers and so to try and kind of pull that trick off again like any anyone who's any familiarity of the games is like yeah we we know all this so why mm. not just get out in front of that and do it in a way that you know allows them to explore Kind of the the downfall timeline, the time frame of the downfall, um, how they how they kind of swap back and forth between the two, uh, yeah. will be interesting to see. But yeah, I'm not I, I'm not going. I've never been one of these people that's like, as soon as they announce like that they're going to do a TV show or a movie based on this or that, oh, it's doomed to fail. That'll never work. Like, wait and yeah. see. You never know. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm waiting to give it a shot. I feel like Horizon is a franchise where I. I... I have definitely seen things that I'm like, I'm not sure about that one. Um, but Horizon feels like a, a universe that could adapt well. And I think that's what I want most from it. I'm not as fanatical about my love for Horizon as a lot of other people are. Um, I think they're absolutely fine. Um, and, and like as a narrative experience, I think like they never the, those stories never stick with me and those characters never stick with me the what i want most out of it is to learn a little more about the world and what's mm -hmm. going on and some of the other stories that aren't aloy um and this feels like it's primed to do that in an interesting way i love the idea of them kind of stepping away from aloy and and the main exploits to tell a little more about the the kind of like rise and fall of the civilization um and and where we where we get to where we see it in the games i think it could really help kind of um not pad out but like really supplement the universe and and give it a little more depth and a little more texture that i feel is kind of has been missing from it my problem with the <clears throat> with the uh horizon games has always been it's very weird to say but like it it's such a nice world but it's it feels constructed if you know what i mean like it feels like a artifice in a very very in a way that doesn't it does other upper open worlds don't feel that way to me there's something about it that i'm always yeah, like kind of i mean i guess the yeah. way i would i don't know if i'm making the same point as you but the kind of way i would put it is it's almost like they kind of re, they did it backwards like they knew what they wanted the world to look like and so they created yeah. a plot that would allow them to get there do you know what i mean yeah 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 um i, I agree 100 like they wanted like to have these giant there. robot dinosaurs wandering around it's like well what story would allow robot dinosaurs to be a thing you know yeah and and that's it that's why i think this is good because that the kind of conceits that are that they present to you to get you to that point is are very thin like i don't i don't buy a lot of it it feels like very hand wavy whereas this feels like an opportunity for them to really like color in color it in and like put some more text in between those lines that we've been reading between and and mm -hmm. really give us the opportunity to dig in so it's exciting i hope i hope it works out and it definitely seems like they've got some good talent on it yeah 
Um, speaking about talent being on things, not a lot of talent being on Halo right now because Halo Infinite's melee bugs aren't fixed. That is because the devs are working on other things right now. Um, this comes from ONS Good over at Polygon, um, who writes, Halo Infinite, which launched in November, is still suffering from online desynchronization issues that frequently mean melee strikes don't register. A 343 Industries developer on Monday said that the problem has lingered because developers who would ordinarily address it and fix it are instead assigned to other parts of the game. 343 designer Brian Berryhill commented in a Reddit thread about the melee desync issues and while he acknowledged there's a lot of factors, tried to explain why these are still a problem. The TLDR of it is the devs that would work on these fixes have been allocated to other infinite work, he wrote. That work, Berryhill said, had a knock-on effect to other networking fixes, but not to the melee and around-the-wall shots, Berryhill added, that the developers should be returning to his team soon. Um... Obviously, Reddit thread started thanked uh, thanked Barry Hill for the reply, but acknowledged that they were pretty disheartened to hear this as an, isn't at the top of the team's priority of fixes. The community has been extremely outspoken on this issue, and I think it's one of the top reasons people are leaving the game due to frustration caused. They added, "This is wild, right? Like, it's it's such a fundamental part of the loop." um in halo the, like half you know, of my kills in infinite were melee kills yeah I, I mean like it's gun grenades and melee that's the that's the trifecta of halo gameplay and if you're one part of that trifecta is broken and you are actively aware of it being broken and it's not at the top of your like, priorities it's, it's, it's been down just getting close and mash that right bumper or whatever it was that i had mapped to melee and like you get a lot of kills melee wise it's it's like being hey like we've got we know we just sold you a bike and we know the gears don't work on it but uh, we <laughs> it's not a priority for us right now it's like what are you talking about it's fundamental to riding the bike first of all it sounds like they just need to hire some more people maybe they're trying to i don't know but if they if they just don't have enough people to go around they you know, yeah. need to make sure it's not like oh well yeah we're gonna let this it kind of feels like you know like 343 right now kind of feels like overcooked just like oh, really? running around yeah, yeah. constantly oh shit this is burning wait over here no you got to clean the plates like everyone's just running around like trying to make sure like to prevent everything from fucking boiling over get mm -hmm. some hire some more people but uh, yeah, in a, just on, on a wider note listen we've talked about this on the x cast many times it's a, I, I think it's kind of a grim story you know halo infinite if you remember it wasn't that long ago had a terrific launch right when they shadow dropped mm -hmm. it it worked out of the gate everyone was like, oh my god an online game that actually works on day one that's a fucking novelty all by itself right. and it was really fun people oh my god old school halo it, it's back it feels good um i was addicted to it i was playing it like eight ten hours a day i fucking love playing ranked games i was never a halo player big time anyway before infinite mm -hmm. and i was really really into it. i was loving it. i was raging i loved every minute of it and then i started to as it kind of fall off but they they had such a great start and it just seems like they've squandered all that goodwill because now they're really struggling weirdly in a way yeah. that a lot of shooters like you know battlefield 2042 as you know has been a train wreck it seems like maybe they're starting to write that ship Warzone has got major major problems right now yeah. um you know there's, there's, there's any shooter you can you can complain about uh to some extent or another but yeah halo after such a great start i don't know how they managed to to to, to fumble the it's, ball but it feels like they did it's a real shame because it felt like this is do or die for halo and it and it kind of didn't it started so strong and i was like they need to keep this momentum going and the momentum fell off almost immediately like it was yeah. so sad to see and like from what we're hearing the co-op is is going to be amazing um it will make it really like fun and i'm sure that will give it a bit of a shot in the arm but i don't know man it feels like their priorities are all over the place the lack of communication around what people can look forward to the content updates are not being amazing and the various controversies around the game like some really boneheaded pr moves as well like it feels like halo is just stumbling its way through existence right now which is they yeah they need to have um i mean we had joseph staten on the x cast just recently and he was you know I, I like joe he's a cool guy but like he was almost just like apologetic all the way through in terms of yeah we know we've got a lot we've got to earn tr earn the trust back of players and we know we've got a lot to do, but like, you know, it, he was saying all the right things and he, he, they're acknowledging it. They're yeah. not like problems, what problems? Like they know they've got problems and, you know, I'm sure they are like really trying to apply themselves to address them all because, you know, this is, this is not like uh fucking outriders or, you know, Avengers, yeah. like some game that, you know, is, is just on its way to the trash heap and, you know, we'll just move on to the next thing. It's, you know, it, it's, it's fucking halo. 
right? Get, this is their flagship. They cannot afford to fuck this up. They, they've, 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 they've got to get it fixed. Um, yeah. And so they're obviously highly motivated to do so, but we're not seeing a lot. Like season two, people were kind of underwhelmed by it. I, I'm wondering if they are going to get to, to, you know, where they're going to need like some kind of soft reboot or something. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like once once the campaign co-op comes out, like um, I think they need to do a a big kind of like uh, a sprucing up, dust it, and and like do a big like drop on it. It's like it's flirting. It's coming dangerously close to Marvel's Avengers territory, which is not a place that you want to be with a live service game, and you definitely don't want to be there if you're Halo. Um, I think it's going to be a while until we get Halo into a much better place, Gary. But if I wanted to know what's in a good place right now, as in what's coming out today, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software on each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games daily show hosts each and every weekday. I can't hear the music. Yeah, I don't have. Yeah, I thought I, you. You don't sing it. You don't sing it. I, I don't sing it. No, I, uh, I, I wasn't thing. prepped on this. I, I wasn't prepped on this. I don't. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to be this person. But I've sure. never sung it. I've, wow. I've always. I've always. So if if anyone's dropping the ball, sadly, it is you, right? Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, I did. I'm sorry. I didn't uh, get ready for your prima donna <laughs> uh, routine over here. I apologize. I, I also apologize. would like you to know, uh, Roger, that I I requested M and M's and a bottle of water. Okay, I did not well, get my M and M's or my bottle of water. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know what. What is the point of a rider if no one's gonna <laughs> honor it? I'm, I'm taking L's wow. all day today. All day today. <laughs> Honestly, I couldn't even sing that song if you asked me to it. I don't I don't even write. It's like Who do you think? I got one for you, and I'll open this up to Roger as well, real quick. Let's say that everyone on the let's say that kind of funny blew up like real, real big, like became mega famous. Yeah. And on all of them became like fucking BTS of video games. Yeah. Which one of them do you think would be the biggest diva? Hmm. Oh, I feel the, like... The, the one who is going to, like, throw coffee in the PA's face because it's I not think, the right temperature I or whatever. Think, I think it's going to be the one you least expect. <laughs> really? And it's going to be Tim. I think well, it's going to yeah. be Tim. No! Never I, I maybe, maybe. You know why? <laughs> why? You know why? I think it's going to be an arc. I think when, when you hit it big, it's going to be a moment where Tim realizes we finally did it. And he's going to be like, <laughs> I have worked. He's, like, he's gonna be like, I have worked, worked so, so fucking hard, hard. I have worked, and it's gonna like open. It's just gonna like turn him into like a, just a maniac, where he's gonna be like, I did this, I put this thing together, yeah. I want my M and M's, and then he's gonna have a moment <laughs> where he's like verbally like just screaming at some poor PA, yeah. and then there's gonna be a silence, no. and then like the camera's gonna pan up, and like everyone's gonna be looking at him, and he's gonna be shaking, and then it's gonna just be like. What have I become? He's like, what have I become? <laughs> yeah, what have I become? And he's like, and then like this PA is just going to be like, like trembling and he's going to be like, I, I get the general away. point about the one you least expect that that tracks for me. But Tim, I just, I, I can't, I, I can't allow myself to think that of him. I think it's going to be part of an arc I, where he becomes an even better, even better person. I see that, but I also think that uh, Kevin would be—he wouldn't be mean to people, but he would ask a lot of people, a lot of things from in the rider. He would be like, "I want, I do want the green M and M's. I do want ten yeah. different bottles of water, like for sure, absolutely." <laughs> I feel like that would be like just te- he, Kevin would just test things. See yeah, what see how far with. he could go. He absolutely, yeah, see, go. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he'll be like, "I want the peanut M and M's, but I want I the feel peanut. Like, I, feel, I want I the feel, peanut I to be removed like, from." I feel like Kevin would be the one, yeah, when you're the PA who gets handed his rider, you're looking at it going, how the fuck am I supposed to get this, you know? Yeah. He wants a what? A fucking lemur? (laughs) 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 He wants hard-boiled eggs without the yolk? Oh, my God. Um, Out today, we have DNF Duel for PC, PS4, and PS5. Disguise 6 Complete for PC, PS4, PS5. Phobia, the the Saint Dinfa Hotel. PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox Series X, and Xbox One. Um, MX versus ATV Legends on PlayStation, PC, and Xbox. Overwatch 2 Beta on PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Portal Collection on Switch, of course. New dates, of course, as we mentioned. Persona 5 Royal, October 21st. Near Automata, October 6th. Harvest Stella, another game from the Direct, which is like a, um, a um, Harvest Moon 
Stardew Valley type game. Worth checking out if you're into those um, games. November 4th. And then Blank coming um, February 23rd. Um, we are going to skip uh, the arena mail, mainly because there is none. Um, is that, over, that Overwatch 2 beta, is that open? Uh, no, you had to sign up for it. Um, but uh, I, don't, I, I think the sign-ups might still be open. I'm not 100% sure, honestly. Because um, I'd be uh, interested I, in checking that. I used to like Overwatch back in the day. It's really fun. Like I, I think I'm, I'm not sure because I was part of the alpha, so I just rolled into the new stuff. So I think you, you sign up or you have to like pre-order or something like that. You okay. can buy your way into it if you want to. Um, but yeah, you can, you can do that if you want. Um, okay. It's worth checking out. It's really fun. Um, I checked on the you're wrong, and surprisingly, there's nothing in there. Great. I love wow. to see it. Um, Good. They finally realized. They finally realized that. Wrong. Yeah. Yeah. One, we don't. Up. Yeah, we don't get things wrong. And two, when we get things wrong, we don't want to hear about it. Yeah, okay? exactly That's right. how it goes. And three, it's Roger's um, fault when you get, <laughs> when you get yeah. things wrong. Yeah. Roger's <laughs> fault for not getting the peanut <laughs> M&Ms. Um, uh, so this yeah, week's I, host... like, I keep thinking about the hard-boiled egg thing because I was thinking like, fuck, the Kevin thing with the hard-boiled eggs without the yolks. Because I'd be like, the PA would be like, fuck, I've got to take the yolks out of all the hard-boiled eggs. He's like, no, no, you don't understand. I... When I crack the hard-boiled egg, I don't want there to be a fucking yolk inside of it. <laughs> Just figure it out. Just figure it I out. Feel, I feel like Kevin would do it where he would go, I want hard-boiled eggs with no yolk, and I want you to take the yolk out without touching it. Um, that is the kind of level yeah. of Kevin where yeah. I imagine he'd be like, it's a he wants to see some. He wants it, but he also wants to see some ingenuity in it. So I feel like that's what he would do. Uh, Wednesday, tomorrow's hosts are Blessing, and in this document it says question mark, question mark, question mark, which leads me to believe Blessing will be hosting with the Riddler. Wow. Nigma is going to be here tomorrow, everyone. You truly right. love to see it. Um, and then Thursday, it's Greg and Mike Bithel of Bithel Games. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And, and then Friday is Blessing and the Riddler again. Oh, my God. Um, Strikes again. Gary, Gary, uh, yes. what's going on with Fortress? Like, do you want to give Issue us a Issue two out update? today. Out today, baby. I'm excited to sit down and read it. Um, Kill off a major character. <clears throat> it's Batman. Shocks and shocks <laughs> and surprises. Oh, yeah, yeah so got it all. Make sure you go and check out episode, uh, issue two of Batman Fortress written by our very own Gary. Uh, if you haven't read episode one, uh, episodes, issue one, make sure issue you check one. that as well. It's fantastic. Um, I'm excited to see more of it. If you're watching this live on Twitch, we are going to transition smoothly into a the Outriders DLC stream uh, featuring Greg and others. If you want to catch that stream later, you can subscribe to youtube.com forward slash kindoffunnyplays. Remember, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, where each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv forward slash kindoffunnygames. We run you through all the nerdy news you need to know about to make your miserable little life a little more exciting. Um, we've got a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com for slash kind of funny games. So stick around for that. I know your life isn't miserable. Gaming just makes everything better. Otherwise, until next time, laugh and grow fat. <laughs>